Ava? Don't be afraid. Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. Featuring Stranger Things, The Exorcist, Believer, The Last of Us, and more. What's going on? Horror Guy King here with another episode of the Everyday is Halloween podcast. And I have something a little special for this episode, as you guys, I'm sure, know, because I haven't stopped talking about it. Uh, September 1st was the Halloween Horror Nights media event that we got to go to, and it was super fun. And why am I saying we? Oh, that's why. Because I'm joined. Oh, there's someone else here. There's someone Surprise. else here. Yes. Hi, I'm Kira, and I had the wonderful privilege of going to opening night with you, Keenan, and it was so fun. I this year was really just I don't know. They outdid themselves. I feel like. Yes, this year was super fun, super cool. I think the the licensing, especially around uh, you know coming off of COVID and just trying to like get our the licensings in order with like stranger things and stuff like mm-hmm. it could have been a a really fumble year but i think they kind of nailed this year and it seems like everybody's having just like an absolute blast i think so too even with the original houses i like everything was great there were no bad houses in my opinion so i'm really excited to start getting into it absolutely now i want to touch base first that uh, you are you jumped onto uh, the tiktok world and you have a specific uh, horror nights page yeah I did. Yeah, actually, I've been having a lot of fun posting just um, even like aside from posting walkthroughs of the houses that we filmed. Mm -hmm. I've also just been kind of posting silly stuff like um, just the other day I went to uh, Universal at Hollywood for their horror nights Mm -hmm. and they have this very long walk to one of the houses. And I just I've been posting silly stuff like that about um, just being at horror nights in general it's been really fun yeah and i can imagine that i saw that tiktok and it is funny how they kind of just wrap you almost around the entire park just to get to one house (laughs) i know people were saying that like oh they saw how much we hated walking all around orlando parks and so now they're bringing the the extensive long walks over to hollywood too so we can share the experience right and i think it was you that told me that it's 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 honestly it's very uh crowded at hollywood's compared to orlando's it is just because I think it's a smaller park in general. There's just not as much room mm-hmm. for people to exist in there. But this year, honestly, Hollywood did an excellent job, too. I was very like because usually I enjoy the Orlando houses a lot more than Hollywood. But this year, Hollywood had some really strong competitors. They stepped really a game well up on houses. They did a lot, a lot. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Excellent this year. So very cool. if, if anybody has a chance to do both, it's definitely worth seeing. 
Yeah, yeah, I've heard the same thing where it's just kind of like Hollywood's a letdown, but I've been seeing comparisons to Orlando's and some houses actually are, are faring better over there, which I think is really neat. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, like The Last of Us over over here was really, really good. It just felt so immersive and I think I might like it better than Orlando. Orlando was still really awesome as well. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we're, we're comparing Apple. We're not really comparing apples and oranges here. Like right. it, like these are still yeah. amazing AAA houses all around. Exactly. Yeah, we're just getting our cake and eating it too. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We're just getting treats and treats and treats. Yeah, and then one TikTok you made that I really enjoyed was the 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 line waiting TikTok. I feel this one is is oh. one that's blowing up. People are saving because it's true. There's a there's a and now is that the same in Hollywood? Like the way that the signs change of time yes, waits. Yeah, I mean it's the same for any kind of theme park day, regardless of horror nights. The yeah. way that the wait times are kind of on a delay because they can't react immediately to how many people are getting in line, right? So yeah. it's kind of a prediction and a numbers game. So um, yeah, if you're curious about that, just go look at look at the TikTok if you want to. Yeah, what is your um, TikTok handle, by the way? It's Kirambit. It's K-Y-R-A-M-B-I-T. So like a Kirambit knife, but with my name. There uh, it is. Cool. Awesome. Um, but yeah. Cool. All Do right. you want to start getting into the reviews of the houses yes but first let's do streets let's build the houses okay 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 so uh i feel i've been kind of looking at other top tens and i feel like we were (laughs) i want to say we were hot on the heels of the top tens because like we were like leaving the houses and i was instantly pushing putting out like stories about like Mm -hmm. you know one through ten of which ones or houses were better and then as time's gone on I'm, i'm checking ones out i've noticed a lot of the top tens are kind of the same I wonder if people are copying just others like to, to mm. feel safe, you know, and like trash on the ones so I don't feel like I'm getting trashed on. Like if you trash on dueling dragons and everyone's like, how dare you? It's such a legacy, you know, but I don't uh, know. I think honestly, um, I don't know. There are so many ways to rank houses mm-hmm. like you can rank them based on the aesthetics or how creepy they are or how many scares there are, how effective the scares right. are. So. I guess it really just depends how we want to go into this ranking system. Yeah, it's it's all what, what you take out of Halloween and haunted houses. Like there's those memes where, you know, you're like, you know, the scare actors trying their best to scare me. And all I'm looking at is the aesthetics <laughs> around the house. Like, it's true. You know, that's me. Yep. Yeah. I'm just taking it all in. Um, OK, so let's drive. So into- how do you rank your houses, though? How do you judge them? I think I so if it's a property, I want to feel like I'm there. Right. Like you want to mm-hmm. feel like you're on like the set of the show or the movie and you have been fully immersed um, for like the like the made up properties and stuff uh, same thing I want to feel like I've been picked up and put in London you know what I mean like I want to yep. just have that feeling and scare actors to me come second uh, but if I get a good scare that that stays with me I'm like oh my god they did that that was such a good like you know boo mm-hmm. hole or like trick to make you look left and then it popped out right but that also yeah. has to happen that, that deals with like you know a perfect run where you walk through and something doesn't pop out in front of you it just hits you at the right moment so you gotta do a house like two or three times to kind of really grasp that you know that perfect yeah, feel definitely now you i and even just going through the houses a second time aside from our opening night i yeah. my rankings had changed a little bit because of that too exactly so. see yeah okay now so, i think it's, it's interesting too that you have the hollywood and aspect of it too so you've seen like you all ends of this thing you know i've seen it all i've yeah. seen everything okay but yeah all right i'm excited Let's do go. you do you have are there streets in hollywood like scare zones Yes, there are. Um, 
Not as many as Orlando. We have the Terror Tram, though, which is kind of a... I don't know if you're familiar with the tram ride oh, at I Hollywood, am. but it's a studio tour of their actual back lot. Mm-hmm. So you get to go on that tram and then get out and walk through the studio back lot that has been kind of taken over by Horror Nights. Yeah, so I love that. It's, it's kind of like a giant scare zone that's like a, a mile long, maybe. I don't know how long the walk is, but it's it's really fun. That's and, cool. Um, they, they have the set from Nope, the movie, the Jordan Peele movie. Uh-huh. The actual set that you can walk through as well, and they have all of the Jordan Peele universe characters in there. So a, That's little bit, cool. a little bit more fun than a scare zone, in my opinion. But Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and good for Jordan Peele for having like three films out and they're like, it's your universe. Yeah. <laughs> I know in the this past. Your world. Yeah, I know in the past it was like the the um, the airplane that was down in like uh, the uh, Tom Cruise movie, the end of the world. Yeah, it's still there. Oh, it's still there. OK, they did like a Walking Dead thing through that for a couple years. Um, mm, yeah, so. So this this uh, Jordan Peele town, is that like separate from the, the broken tr- uh, airplane? Yes, it is. So the broken airplane is actually part of the whole um, the original tram tour during the daytime parks, too. Mm-hmm. And they've done stuff like the purge in there and the walking dead, like you said, to try to make it feel apocalyptic. almost. Yeah. Um, but you do still go through that part this year. It was themed to bugs. It was like the exterminators. But instead of exterminating bugs, they're exterminating humans. For being pests of the environment. Now are the exterminators half bugs? They are, yes. And they kind of (laughs) mutate and evolve into bigger bug type guys by the end. So it's a cute little it's a cute little story to walk through. Yeah. Neat. I know uh, you were here last year. Did you go? You went through the bug house with us, right? I did. I loved that one. Yeah. I thought it was so creative and just the the 1950s, right? That kind of. Uh Uh-huh aesthetic paired with it felt very fallout almost it was definitely yeah really fun yeah i have a i have a really bad phobia with like all those like little holes in people's thumbs and toes <laughs> pictures that are photoshopped it's just... called trypophobia right yes the... yep Ugh, oh, i hate no. it so much but then like <laughs> bugs coming out of it on top of that like i, yeah. I i'm sure there were so many cards that came in like you know note cards of like that last that year's horror nights and it was like People have bug phobias and they have this whole phobia. And I would say absolutely run with that in Hollywood. (laughs) Right. I know they're preying on our downfall, really. For sure. All right. Let's get into the Orlando uh, streets. So give me your number five of of the streets. What was was your least favorite? Five. I think I think it might have been the dark zodiac no 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 not the dark zodiac the um the collection of horror dr oddfellow's collection of horror just because it was a very little small area it was a that little stage show that we stopped briefly at with the improv actor on it Mm -hmm. um it just you know it wasn't as theatrical as i was hoping it wasn't as immersive as i was hoping or as scripted Um, as i was was hoping yeah (laughs) It was it was a good idea, though. I love the idea of having Dr. Oddfellow be at the center of all these scare zones and having influence over it that way. Mm-hmm. And while that was kind of the the main part of the story, I don't know, it just it fell a little bit flat to me. Not as great as the other scare zones, but still, I don't know. Nice to look at. Yes, uh, that was also my number five. It was Dr. Fellow's collection of horror. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it doesn't feel very big because you're coming out of. Right. Hollywood's scare zone and then there's the other one and it's just kind of this weird corner-esque area and I I, I think that has to do a lot with um the new Minions ride that's they just built in the Shrek building oh, yeah. so 
I think they want to show off that for, you know, day park guests and stuff like that. And uh, it was just an easy kind of thing. But it's it's literally just a, uh, a traveling uh, wagon that's kind of opened up. And Dr. Oddfellows is like, you know, traveled to your area and is telling you about, you know, the scares and stuff. But yeah, there's just not a lot mm -hmm. to it, really. Yeah. Our... I did like the one right next to it, though. Dark Zodiac. Yes. Kind of funnel out from that one into the collection of horror. That one was really cool. It was that that foggy area that you always see. They always put like a foggy, dark forest type of vibe there, it seems. Yes. Yeah. Um, dark Zodiac was uh, was cool. That was my number three pick. I feel that the uh, the costumes were really neat. I know we were trying to like run around and find our, our Zodiac sign. So it kind of gave you something to do in the scare zone. Yeah, I don't think you ever found yours, did you? Uh, not when we were there, but then other people took pictures of that character with the, the Gemini uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. character. So I was like, okay, I know how to look for it next time. So it is. Yeah, it's kind of a, a fun little mini game in there that you have to look for your, your Zodiac sign on one of the scare actors. Mm -hmm. They have and then you get to see the cool animal type of creature that you are, which I don't know if it corresponded to anything actually in the Zodiac because mine was Aquarius with some type of alligator. Yeah, that's weird. See the connection there, but it was really cool. Right. Yeah. Like also, maybe you know something I don't, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. Yeah, there was one. Did you see the spider girl, that large costume that she was wearing? I did. I loved her. Yeah, I think she was the Virgo one or no. Was she the. Which one was she? I think she was Virgo. Virgo. OK. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was her. like you could you could say that the the streets kind of lacking, but the costumes in that were like fantastic. Mm -hmm. They really outdid Absolutely. themselves with those. Yeah. And I just, I just love any kind of foggy, gloomy area that makes me feel like I don't know where I'm walking. You know? Right. <laughs> Disorient me into monsters and I'm a happy person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that was your number three. What was number four? Then we skipped one. Sure. My number four was uh, shipyard 32 horrors unhinged. Mm -hmm. This was over by the San Francisco area. Um, where uh, disaster and earthquake used to be. Um, this one just ha it has a lot of crates, like they're like shipping crates or like, uh, you know, cages. And then there's like monsters that are stuck in them. And it just kind of felt like uh, we don't really know what to do with this area. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. And I mean, honestly, one of my favorite costumes from the whole event was in that area, though, which oh. was the, the bat lady on the stilts. Yes. With the, her big wings, and she's just so beautiful, and I just wanted to hang out with her all night. <laughs> yeah, I've, I noticed there was a, a very big vampire uh, presence in that area. We were hanging out at Nosferatu mm -hmm. by the uh, the Peacock Bar area. Oh, um, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's yeah, a lot it, of vampires. I feel a little bit disjointed, though, because of that. I know the concept was that it was kind of a collection of all these previous monsters that we've seen that Dr. Oddfellow is taking to his his little displays yes it felt like there wasn't much cohesion in the theming of the characters that were present right um, yes uh and that area is all uniquely really cool yeah that area is usually they kind of like pep it up a lot for whatever the scare zone is in the past they did like an alien wreckage that had this gigantic spaceship that was crashed down to like rob zombie mm -hmm. scare zone which had the dragula car and stuff so there's always been a lot of big props and lights in that area and i think this year there was just kind of very dark you just it was kind of getting from one place to another um, mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah I, like I, I forgot about the Batgirl on stilts. She was like probably one of my favorite characters of the year. Right. I know. Me too. Cool. So what was number two for you then? We're skipping ahead. Sure. Number two would be Vamp 69 Summer of Blood. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yes, that was that was mine. I'm guessing yours was reversed. 
Yeah, I reversed mine. So so Jungle of Doom was my number two, and then Vamp 69 was my number one. So I'm okay. curious to see how we differ. Yeah, so Vamp 69 I thought was uh, super cool. This is their third attempt at doing uh, uh, vampires in different t- uh, decades, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I thought the, the 70s summer vibe thing in the 60s was a re- really cool idea. And like, you know, we saw the one guy that was like smoking a bong out of a, a severed head and yep. <laughs> hanging out with the girl and stuff. So it was a really cool, like just different uh, ideas. Uh, there was a stage show, but I don't think anything ever happened really on the stage. Mm, yeah, I don't remember seeing anything, at least. Yeah, I've seen people get brought up and then just get eaten. But there's never like, I think a... Uh, the year they did like or anything up there yeah yeah, they did a whole song and dance and like you know times people would come out in previous years so i think that was kind of a bummer um Mm -hmm. but the area is really cool and it's it's littered with characters like there is no shortage of of tie-dyed monsters coming at you (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i i think that's why i loved it is because not only were there so many characters but they were all very invested into it they were very engaging and um there was both victims and monsters that you couldn't tell who was who at first. So you think it might be someone who's like asking for help, but then they get up close to you and they have fangs and they hiss at you. And right. it, it was just a really fun, like, I don't know. It was a, a vibe too. It was like a party going on. almost. Yeah. Like, you could honestly like a scary. Party. Yeah. Like if you were, if you were t- like tired from going to Horror Nights the night previously, like you could just kind of hang out and vibe in that area while everybody else goes and has fun, you know? Yeah. Take photos. Why, like with, with Jungle of Doom, it was eerie and it was so creepy and it was a great scare zone. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it was very hard to choose one and two between these two. But I think just VAM 69 felt like it was just fun to walk through. You know, I was having yeah. a great time. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Jungle of Doom for me, I, I just love that uh, that Central Park area for like scare zones. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, in the past, they've done everything. Yeah, they've done trick or treat with the pumpkins and the trees. And it lends itself since it's kind of like a tight pathway corridor to like a perfect scare zone. Um, yep. <laughs> and with Florida's humid, like hot humidity and all that fog, like it, you feel like you're in a jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Having absolutely. those sounds. And uh, and I love the the transition of all the eyes and the trees. They like, you know, once they do the, the little seance thing with the, mm. the I guess the, the jungle guy up front has like the little idol that glows. And yeah, yeah, they time it to everything. And I just thought I think it's super fun, super neat. But yeah, honestly, I wouldn't say one is better than the other. I think two and and one are both really great. Vamp and Jungle are just they're very immersive and and just fun to be in, you know? Yeah, I think so, too. I will say, though, walking through the jungle one, sometimes I could not see anything in front of me just because it was very, very foggy. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. I love the immersion with that, uh-huh. but it's just like, oh, I can't. <laughs> right. I just don't know if I'm going to run into someone. <laughs> well, that and then it also takes away from you actually enjoying the set pieces and costumes because you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think if they if they tone down the fog just a little bit, mm-hmm. a tiny bit. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, it was still very cool. Uh, so cool. Yeah. So those are the five streets. Uh, let's move on to treats. Mm-hmm. So we got treated to a lot of really good uh, snacks at the, the media event that we're going to be uh, given out at the at the uh, event this year. And let's talk about some of our favorites. What would you say was your favorite treat this year? I think, well, I don't know. I, I tried all of the drinks, the custom cocktails that they did, like the Electric Death one and the yeah. Surfer Boy. Um, the Surfer Boy cocktail was excellent. If oh, it's yeah? like fruity, like pineapple-y 
kind of refreshing drinks. That one was really, really good. Okay. Um, so I love trying those out. But the, yeah, there but, was other things. I mean, the one thing that stuck, that stuck out for us was the, uh, the, what was it? The, the Fedra food ration, yes, uh, ravioli. I was about to say that. Yeah. The ravioli, um, in the Fedra can. And we got <laughs> many we definitely cans. kept our Fedra cans because those are so cute. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's just like those little touches go a long way. You know, um, mm -hmm. there was even the, the Yuri's favorite peanut butter desserts that I thought was kind of cool. Oh, so, I didn't get a chance to try that one, actually. Yeah. From Stranger Things. It's over at the uh, the Surfer Boy uh, little booth area. And then they also have like, you know, the uh, uh, was it? The pizza. Ch and yeah. Cheddar Jalapeno Hellfire Club and stuff like that. Um, so a lot of really good snacks. One I didn't get to try out, though, that looked really good was the Walking Taco Vegan uh, version Halloween Horror Nights Taste of Terror. Mm. It comes in like a Frito-Lays bag. <laughs> but oh, it, what? Yeah, I but I didn't it, even see that. Right. Yeah. Like it was something that came to my attention like afterwards, but it looked pretty cool. And it's a really good idea for, you know, a friendly, you know, vegan version of something. Do you know where in the park people can find that? Because I uh, never saw that. That is in Hollywood at the Day of the Dead area. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, so over over in California? Uh, that is. Oh, wait, is that? A, oh, wait. wait. I think you might be right. <laughs> Never mind. Never no, mind. no, that's in, that's in Orlando. About. Yes, by the by the jungle scare zone, right? Yes, yes. In Orlando. Yes. Yeah. That, Sorry, I got confused because Hollywood has a whole Day of the Dead area with excellent food in it. Oh, also. very uh, nice. But anyway, yeah, I should try that. I should make sure to head over there. I think I kind of missed it because it was right past the scare zone. So I just like. Oh, we were moving like that whole yeah. night. We were just I remember seeing that area like, oh, I haven't even checked that out that, you know, the food and drinks over there. And we just kind of kept going. <laughs> mm -hmm. There was um, there was actually one that I tried when I went on my own the, the following night um, right by the Jimmy Fallon show. Um, mm -hmm. There is a little stand that sells these like lentil stuffed coffin pastries. And it's not really a pastry, though. I don't I forget exactly what it's called. Gosh, I should have done my homework, but um, really, really good. It's just like stuffed with lentils and I think uh, some kind of protein as well. It's a great snack to just kind of recharge. Yeah, if you want something that's actually fulfilling and not just a, a fun Halloween dessert, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, okay. That's really good. Nice. And then you said, all right, Jimmy Fallon's. Yes, it's it's um, it's like in the, the New York little uh, snack stand that they always have up there. Nice. Yes. Cool. All right. Are we ready to dive into houses? I am so ready. Okay. I have, my, I have my notes in front of me. I'm ready to go. Awesome. This is this is what we've been waiting for. Now, I'm interested <laughs> to see how my list stacks upon your list, because I think we kind of agreed mostly throughout the night. Yeah. Would you so would you like to do it in order of how you ranked them or would you like to do it in the order that we toured them? Because I think we toured them in a really good order as well. Let's yeah, let's do that. Let's do it the way we toured them and then we'll kind of give where we place that in our like ranking. OK, yeah. Do you have the list in order? Because I do if you if you need it. Uh, yes, I will let you take charge of that one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, 
So the first one that we did was Blood Moon Dark Offerings. And it was actually our tour guide's favorite house of the year. She really hyped it up. Mm -hmm. And I think it lived up to the expectations, too. It really did. Yeah, it was one of those ones that I we went through and like, you know, like my, you know, I'm so excited to see all of the houses. So it was crazy to go through like one of the best houses first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But then thinking back to it, I was like, yeah, that was such a really good house and just the way they did, uh, you know, like the, the time period and, and gore, like you really got that burning meat smell in there and mm-hmm. some really, really scary scenes created too. like, I don't know. Are, are we, can I talk about spoilers? Can yeah, yeah. Go for it. What's in here? OK, great. The just the the moment where you walk into the woman who's um, kind of pinned up to the wall, covered in candle wax and just like candles melting down her entire body. And it, it was just such a horrifying image but so well done like yeah just those kind of shocking moments were really present in this house right and so, yeah it's one of those things that you yeah you can hack up bodies and have limbs hanging from like you know little hooks or whatever all over and you know torture mm-hmm. but it's those little like wiccan i don't know like just touches that kind of just make you go like oh this is beyond fucked up this is like yeah. super creepy and scary like the way they're doing their like just like this this town this village is just being overrun yeah, and as I went through it a second time, it actually climbed up my rankings significantly because I was noticing details like just um, little like intestines inside of bowls on the table and just like Ooh. body parts everywhere, but in like not in just like a strewn about way. It uh-huh. was like they were being intentionally used in these concoctions this cult was making for their rituals, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of hidden story in there that you can pick apart if you pay attention. I love that kind of thing. Yeah, I think, wasn't there like um, there was fire behind walls and you could see around like the bottom floor of the creases and people like trying to bang and get out, but you couldn't like, mm, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh. And then it also, it used this effect that I love every time a Horror Nights house does it, is when um, there's a room full of people standing up, but half of them are mannequins and half of them are scare actors and you can't tell who is who. Oh, you yeah. can't tell who's going to jump out at you and you just have to walk through like um, like the pews in the church scene where you yes. just walk right down the middle and you don't know who's going to turn around and jump at you. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they did that at the end with the big kind of cult scene, the climax of the entire house, and it's, you have to walk through this group of cult members, and you don't know which one is going to grab you, mm. and I loved it. Yeah, that, that, that church made me definitely like take a step back and go, oh, I don't want to do this. This yeah. is <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's, it's so scary because you're like, I don't want to walk into this room right now. I've never, uh-huh. like... Yeah, you don't get that with too many scare effects, in my opinion. That one's really effective. Yeah, that one landed on my number three. So. Mm, okay. Yeah. That was number four for me. So pretty nice. close. Yeah. Okay, so the next one mm-hmm. was Stranger Things. Yes. And I know you were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. How did it hold up to your expectations? Oh, it met every expectation. I, you know, I had certain scenes in my head that I was just like, as long as I do this, like, I'll be happy. And mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like whoever wrote this house um, was definitely like, OK, we know everybody likes the Hellfire Club. And we know everybody loves Eddie Munson. And we're going to give you those moments because there isn't a lot of Mike. There isn't a lot of uh, right. Surfer Boy. There, You know what I mean? Like pizza. Like it was basically like all the best moments of Eddie Munson and um, uh, what's her uh, Lucas and mm-hmm. and um max max yeah like it felt like those those characters i don't think i saw one nancy 
No, I didn't see Nancy or Robin or I don't think Steve was in there either. Yeah, I think there might have been a Steve that because he they mm. wears Eddie Munson's uh, vest at one point. But oh, okay, okay. I, yeah, it's hard to notice. But yeah, the the major moments from that is like you're you. I love the the front facade. Like you're walking yes. right into that trailer and you see the the silhouette of Chrissy being lifted up. Mm-hmm. So well done, and I love that they. Like you were saying, they they focused on key scenes, but because I think they were focusing on the horror aspect of the show, yeah. like they didn't just throw in scenes just to be an iconic moment. You know, they threw it in because it was a scary, uh, like a very, very, I don't know. It's the most un- unsettling parts of the entire show, the most like body horror gory yeah. parts. Like talk about the, you know, the town when it started getting all those fault lines and ripped apart and then it rips right through the jock kid like they have his dismembered body it ripped right in half and i was like whoa holy crap yeah and then you just it, and then from that walking into vecna's lair where it's yes. everything is overgrown by his tendrils and it's it's yeah it was some really beautiful imagery in there too yeah you get this very you, you get to see the the large clock that you know the sound of the mm. that that ominous dong sound and and, and you see all the players mm-hmm. from people that were like you know from chrissy to like the nerd kid with glasses like their bodies all conformed and wrapped up in those tendrils right and, and you know what I, I think my favorite part actually was though that you you made a prediction and it came <laughs> true 100 percent uh-huh and what was that <laughs> That was um, so you were in line and you were like, gosh, I hope they do that epic Eddie moment where he's with the guitar with Dustin and they have this screen behind him. That's all the the what are they called? The bats? Those. Yeah. The the demon bats. Yeah. The demon bats just flying behind them. And it's this epic moment. And we got that. We got that at the end of the house. And I I looked at you in the house and I was like, that's that's what they did it. Yes. I was so excited for you. Yeah. And like part of like I was like they they do video walls so well, like all they have to do is put a video wall and just have those bats and the lightning flying around. And you put the trailer in the center and you have Dustin and and Eddie just, you know, fighting off bats and rocking out with the guitar. And they did it hook, line and sinker. (laughs) Yeah. And it looked pretty real honestly it didn't clock as a as a screen at first clock <laughs> yeah um, it didn't it didn't like strike me as a screen at first it just it felt like whoa we're in this big wind tunnel yeah it's flying around and it's crazy if you see footage from it like on like tiktok or anything on social media like they just they do such a good job they really do like th- this year yeah just everything was so well done so much effort put into it you can tell that it was like a a passion project this year, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stranger Things was definitely a 10-10 for me. That landed at number two on my list. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was number three for me. So I think we're just one off. Yeah. Of both of these. I'm, okay. I'm very curious to see what our number one and twos are and how they line up. Yeah. Okay. So num- the next one that we did was Exor- The Exorcist, The Believer. Yes. The movie that's not even out yet. That has not come out yet. As of, <laughs> yeah. As of recording this. So it was a little bit hard to tell um, what we should be looking for, I think. Right. What did our, our tour I say? It was a uh, you're walking through a moving trailer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a trailer for the movie. Yeah. Right. We were like we're the first to experience what this movie is actually going to be about. Mm-hmm. And they had some really disturbing scenes in there. Mm-hmm. Some very gross stuff, honestly, but gross in like the, the way that you want from horror nights. You know? Right. Yeah, you expect like them to go super hard. 
Yeah. So I thought it was, so I've been to the the Exorcist house in Hollywood from the previous years, mm-hmm. and it really did not live up to my expectations. The Hollywood ones didn't. Um, yeah. The Hollywood ones were kind of lackluster to me, but um, this year, the Orlando Exorcist house actually was really fun. It was yeah. great, like great in my opinion. Oh yeah. And it was, it was lower on my rankings, but only because it compared to such excellent houses, but it was sure. a good house. Yeah, I, I love the I love that. So I, if you're not familiar with this movie or you, you haven't watched the trailer at all, I, you know, it's two girls that are best friends and they get, you know, possessed by the demon that, you know, went against uh, Reagan in the first movie. And um, this this house does a really good job of like, you know, they have like the hanging pictures in the dark room of like the girls, what they looked like beforehand. So you're seeing them like happy and like, you know, and so when you see these image like them like with the f- the five head <laughs> i don't know why they all have like, these giant foreheads but like yeah like they're just doing the most despicable and horrible things like there's the room where you know the one girl's you know covered covering the walls mm-hmm. in poop <laughs> and they i make- was gonna yep yeah. i was gonna mention that because just they they put the smell in there too yeah. and it yeah. <laughs> that definitely struck me as um uh, an interesting experience. Yeah, I can only imagine they tell these scare actors. They're like, "So we're so excited to have you in the, in our house, and you're in, like, you're gonna be the first person to show off what the Exorcist believers like." <laughs> um, but we just have to ask you: Are you okay with <laughs> smelling poop for the next three hours? <laughs> right, in three hours. Try what the next forty-two nights. You know what I mean? Like that's yep. your gig. Yeah. But oh my gosh, I hope they get to wear some kind of like like mask or something to cover. Sure. To be able to breathe in there, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, it's not like that you're, I'm going to get really graphic here. It's not like your typical poo smell. It's like this, like, off scent of, like, chocolate (laughs) with, like, I don't know. Still gross. Yeah. It was, it honestly, it made me kind of like not need to do that house again. (laughs) Like, I don't want to go through and smell that again. (laughs) Right. We'll just, we'll just not. And I think that one definitely drops on like the lower tier of most people's just because Mm -hmm. not be right. Like it's gross, but uh, it's not something you want to come back to again and again. Like stranger thing is like, it's such an epic moment that you want to walk through that scene and again and again, Eh, Mm -hmm. poop room. Maybe we'll leave that out once or twice on the runs, you know, but it was still it was still a, a very immersive house too, I think. There were there wasn't a lot of blank space. Like everywhere you turn there was something to look at, which I really appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was cool that the, there was the one room where the girl's being lifted up in the center and she's throwing up black mm-hmm. like whatever. Yep. Uh, like defying gravity. Yeah. Yeah. And she so she's hitting the ceiling and so the ceiling is bursting with black goo off to the side. And then there's mm-hmm. like, you know, the the priestess woman, you know, yelling at her, like probably doing the like, you know, the power of Christ compels you thing. We haven't right. seen the movie yet, I don't know. But uh but it's a cool scene to walk through, you know? So Yeah, it was. Towards the end you see it evolve into de- like real demons. Like it's not the little girls anymore, but you're seeing like these monstrous demons towards the end of the house. And I thought that was pretty neat. I thought so too. Yeah, overall it was it was a great house, but it ended up falling to number 9 for me mm-hmm. just because like I said everything else was so well done this year. It was it was like the toughest competition. Absolutely. You know? There's 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 no duds. Well, we might say there's one dud. But like that one was not a dud at all. It was still a lot of fun <laughs> and that also landed on my number 9 as well. 
Okay, great. I think we both have the same number 10 as well. I think we know what that's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the next one that we did was Dueling Dragons, Choose Thy Fate. A local favorite here in Orlando. Yeah, yeah. I actually never got a chance to ride the original ride. I'm very sad about that. Mm, okay. But did... how do you think it held up to that? Uh, it, it held up okay. This one landed on my uh, number eight. Um, mm, okay. I think there was a lot of talk about it, like, because, you know, local fans were just like, oh, my God, Dueling Dragons is such a cool ride. And like the the queue line for Dueling Dragons was so epic. Um, I don't know what I was expecting. I think I was expecting like <laughs> giant like so they did in the past. They did these um, for American Werewolf in London. They did like the, the puppeteer for the, the werewolves or like mm-hmm. these big full body puppet animatronic things and then they used it again for like ghostbusters and they would attach these giant like you know costumes to these puppets and they just look really great and cool and and huge and i i I think i expected to see like dragons like that obviously not like the size of a giant epic dragon but like smaller dragons and stuff and you do get your payoff at the end of that house for dragons um, that's true. Yeah, I was going to say that there, there's that really cool moment where you just walk right between them and yeah. they don't really move so much, but it was a cool scene to see. Yeah, exactly. And then the ride when you walked up to it was that it was two giant, the blue and the red dragon kind of, you know, mm. yelling at each other. So they had them breathing their fire and stuff in the houses and stuff. The house is more about like, I guess it was like the the not the cult following, but the members that were like ice and fire, you know, like, so they were like these mm-hmm. beings of ice and fire. And it just, to me, it came off a little hokey. Like there was no real scare factor, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was the general consensus. It wasn't a very scary house, but like visually it was stunning. Yes. It was beautiful. It, it ranked a little bit higher for me because of that, because mm-hmm. it just had some beautiful fantasy elements, some really great lighting effects with the ice and the fire meeting each other. Oh yeah. Um, and it, like they built an entire castle for you to walk through. Right. Like I thought that was incredible. You're walking through these archways. Every single wall is this, this brick vine covered kind of just a beautiful fantasy world. And it, there were so many details. Like, I don't know if you noticed the, the suit of armor hanging from the ceiling on one of the scenes. Oh no, I didn't. I know. Yeah. So I, I saw that the second time I walked through, I didn't see it the first time. And I just, I got to notice so many, I don't know, very, very cool set pieces in there. And that's why it went up a little further. Cause I agree. It wasn't very scary, but it was an experience to walk through it. You know? Yeah. Just to take in that, that entire castle itself. Mm-hmm. And of course it's the first time that Howling Horror Nights has done the uh, choose your path since the very well I don't know if this is true but the very first Halloween Horror Nights uh, when it was called Fright Nights in 1991 was um, the Dungeon of Terror it was one house and they did that you got to a path and there was a wizard that stood in front of you and he's like choose a door and there was like three doors um, and I was very young and I remember crying and I was with my parents and one of the doors was like a uh, a giant dragon head comes out and it's like blowing fire at you. Uh, one was Chucky trying to stab you and laugh at you, which is kind of funny that both the only dragons and Chucky are in houses this year. Uh, oh, I wonder if that was kind of on purpose, choosing yeah. the paths with uh, like a nod to that. Oh, right. Cool. So, yeah. So it was cool to see a return to that. Like, oh, you can pick a different side to leave. I know Brad from Bloody Disgusting went through one way and you and I went through the other way. Um, yeah. So it was neat. It was yeah. fun. I do kind of wish there was there was a little bit more to the choice, I will say. Mm-hmm. 
it, it felt because I went through both. I ended up going through both, and um, it was it was just kind of the same ending, but one was in blue and one was in red. Right. Yeah. There's no real uh, <laughs> sacrifice or consequence. Yeah, but I loved the ability to choose. I hope they do that more in the future with some of the more plot driven houses as well. Absolutely. And then, yeah, you just wrap your house back into the same exit. You know, again, you know what I mean? You just have it gather mm -hmm. at the end. So, yeah, having those th like two different pathways or three pathways, I think is something uh, unique and different for uh, for a haunted house, especially for a triple A, you know, theme park. So that one came up to number five for me, actually. Nice. OK, so that you said that was number eight for you. That was number eight for me. Yes. OK, interesting. Yeah, I think I just yeah, I, I really loved the the attention to the immersion, you know, the world building. The yeah, design. That's absolutely. Great. Um, so the next one we did after that was Yeti Campground Kills. Yes, I think we both loved immediately. Y yeah, that one. And I will say when I left, I said, I think that was my favorite house. Like yeah, right out, right out of the gate. Yep. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Yeti Campgrounds. So you walk into this forest campground that feels almost similar to the way um the dead man's dead man's pier right from last year yes uh-huh yeah it felt almost set up like that where you get this um what's it called the exposition scene the exposition mm -hmm. shot of going to this campground i thought it was a really cool scene and then a, a yeti pops out from the side that you're not really expecting yeah um but the the thing that I loved the most about this is how it kind of created the illusion of an open space, a, a vast forest, even though it was obviously just a tiny room you're walking through. Right. But the perspective of the way they laid out the trees and the way they did that really cool lake scene with yes. the body in the lake. That was my it, favorite part. <laughs> yeah. And walking through the tents where they had people being pulled in, it just felt like you were in almost the E.T. ride queue. Uh -huh, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Big, beautiful forest. I thought it was both aesthetically great and also scary and suspenseful. Yes. Yeah. Like, sure, the, the Yeti, because, you know, height does matter when it comes to a Yeti. And you might have a short mm -hmm. Yeti coming at you yelling. But you obviously, this is the house where they're going to be popping out of every corner. So some are better than others. Uh, but it's just fun. You feel like you're in an 80s, like schlocky. I think it was. Does it take place in the 50s? I think. Oh, the 50s. I don't know. I thought it was kind of in the 80s camp type of era. Yeah, it might be. But yeah, I think it's a. It's definitely like they have like a certain period and stuff. But I mean, it's a camp, so it's kind of universal for, you know, just where you're at. And uh, it's yeah, it just has that cool feeling of uh, the, the the just immersion. And uh, I love the the projections of people in their their tents. And then, like, mm -hmm. you see the Yeti and then the person runs and that's when they're getting attacked and then pulled underneath. Um, mm -hmm. And then you actually see their legs being pulled out in into the tent, you know? Yes. Uh, when we go to one of our, we talk about one of our other houses. There's another gag like that. But that was one thing I really liked about this year was seeing uh, not animatronics, but I guess just like, you know, people being pulled under things and things going under yeah. stuff. I love that. Yeah, I agree. And it, it kind of led to some comedic moments too it was a really great balance of both suspense and funny moments like yes with the, you remember the head that gets splattered onto the wall of the rv 
<laughs> yeah. Do you remember that part? I yeah. Thought, like, it was so gross and creepy, but also how ridiculous. Right. You know? But yeah, that's why I, that's why I feel like it was like an 80s schlocky horror movie, you know, like you're having mm-hmm. fun. And like the one, the moment where the, it's like projection of a lady in a trailer and she has her dog and like the, I think the Yeti's going through her fridge. She like kind of like slowly walks up like, excuse me. And it turns around, yells and grabs the dog and just rips the dog's head and off. she's like, get out of here. She's kind of badass about it, too. Yeah. But it, yeah, like, it's so fun. my dog. Right? That lake, that though. Was, yeah. Oh. Very fun. Yeah. yeah it was... I think the reason why it takes number one for me is just that whole balance of being really pretty, really eerie great scares and i felt scared to actually walk through it i don't normally get scared in horror nights houses but yeah one like i was scared to walk through and then also a little bit funny entertaining moments yeah it was like the perfect combo yeah i think you're right you nailed you nailed on the head there where it kind of just does everything you want out of a howling horror nights house and it doesn't lean on trying to like having to be a property like it's its own mm-hmm. concept it's fun it's scary it's immersive it just checks all the boxes yeah that's I think that's number one for both of us, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeti was great. The next one we did was Chucky Ultimate Kill Count. Yes, the and third season of Chucky is coming out and uh, Universal and USA want to make sure that you know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They. Uh, so I will preface this by saying even though it was number 10 on my list, Same. it was not terrible. It was not a bad house. I don't not think at any all. of them were bad this year. No, I actually really like the concept and I wouldn't have gotten it if our tour guide didn't tell us what the concept was, mm, but yeah. it's, it's supposed to be a, uh, you know, universal's making a, another, uh, child's play house of all the best moments from Chucky and Chucky thinks that's lame and stupid and disrupts it in the middle of it. And he starts killing all the characters. And I was like, that's such a fun and cool concept, right? Yeah. So very meta. Yeah. Yeah. And it starts out fun. Like you're in the child's play, like, you know, factory and stuff. And there's, you know, people getting killed. And then you go to the Bride of Chucky and you see um, the actress that plays Tiffany uh, in the tub and it's being electrified and stuff. And I think Mm -hmm. at one point, I even when we were recording in the house, I remember saying, oh, my God, this house is awesome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, like, so I said at the very beginning, I was very excited. And then it just transitions into TVs. Mm, yes. Yeah, that was my my one major, I guess, complaint is that there were a lot of screens. It was kind of blinding at times, but I think yeah. it, it was just to kind of push the story forward, too, because like you said, it's hard to tell what's going on without that context. Yes. And I think the TVs provided the context that the average guest would be looking for. Right. Yeah. And I don't know if you can hear that or if it's kind of drowned out from all the sound effects and stuff, but they're always talking every now and then they do show clips from the TV series to show that that's like what's happening in other rooms and stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. It just kind of I feel like it kind of loses the idea midway through because there's a part where you literally like I guess it goes to the the Fast and the Furious building um, Mm -hmm. and then it just you go outside and there's just kind of nothing outside Then you go back (laughs) inside. and yeah, I think I what I really wanted, there was like one really good Chucky like doll that's sitting there talking to you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to see more of that. What's yes. that? Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say is the animatronics were great. Yeah, but there are some that are like in boo holes where you could tell it's a, a person shaking a doll out the, out the yeah. you know, some are better than others. <laughs> right. There were some really funny moments, though, like you were you were mentioning 
when we did the last house, you said there was a funny one coming up where his little feet were being. Yes. And I love that. You see. <laughs> yeah. You see the little uh, the footprints that he's run through the flower and then you see the little feet scurrying under the door. And I thought that was so fun. Like, yeah. And then there was another little moment where when you're in the kitchen scene, if you look down, I think it's on your left side as you go in. He's like under the cabinet and you could see his little feet wiggling in and yeah. out from under the cabinet. I love it. It was so funny. It was so cute. Yeah. So again, not bad. There's not a bad house. It's just there's some that just are better than others. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Um. So that was number 10 for both of us. I think. Was that and sorry. Then, was that in Hollywood as well? Yes, they did do it in Hollywood. And actually, the one in Hollywood, I was telling you, was pretty dang good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. They um, they had kind of the same concept where it was like, ah, he's upset about this house going mm -hmm. on and he wants to kill everybody. Yeah. Um, but they, it, it was it was better lit first, I think. Uh, okay. It was brighter. You could see more going on. And then what I really loved is that they made it feel like an entire house that you're walking through. Like there were no black hallways where there's nothing in there and mm -hmm. maybe just like one boo hole you know how that they kind of do that yeah sometimes there were there was none of that it was like every every scene was filled with something and they had um just a lot of great moments too it felt like a story was being pushed forward and they kind of went through seasons almost so like you go through oh. halloween and christmas by the end of that house and you're like oh i just experienced the entire tv show <laughs> yeah interesting oh cool yeah so I, I thought the the hollywood one was very well done that that one's worth seeing for sure nice so the next house that we did was darkest deal Darkest yes. Deal. I really like this one. How did you feel about it? Yeah, Darkest Deal is very cool. This one landed on number five for me. Um, I, yeah, it's the story of a, a jazz musician, kind of like the the age old tale that the, the jazz musician, you know, wants to sell his soul to the devil to mm. be famous and, and, and play like the best, you know, and, and you're watching that. And yeah, it can be kind of a tribe story that you've heard a thousand times over. But walking through, it's such a cool experience. And seeing like the demon like you know them playing on stage and like the demon off in the corner like he, the demon's always very like in the darkness like lurking or like in the audience and you like look over at the audience and you just see like bodies and there's just this one demon like clapping and, and I, I love that i thought that was so cool it's like those memes it's like it's a random picture and then the caption is when you see it and it's like yes. some terrifying face in the background uh-huh yeah you don't see That's it first that whole house was yeah, yeah. but I, I i loved the just the like you said, it was kind of a a simple story, but it was a very clear story. You could follow the entire plot start to finish as you go through the house. And I thought that was really cool. Absolutely. And it's cool how it transcends kind of under like in the I'm guessing the roots of like there's got to be some kind of parallel, like the roots of jazz, because you're not technically in hell towards the end of the house. But you're in this like middle ground where it's, you're in the dirt and there's roots everywhere. And you see these like jazz musicians consumed in the dirt with their like trumpets and stuff but the roots are all like t entangling through them i just thought it was a very yeah. cool aesthetic i kind of took that as like we were underground and we were seeing where these bodies have now been buried but their souls are still being possessed mm. by this demon you know so it's like you're seeing their physical form has been consumed by the earth or consumed by him however yeah. that is manifested and then he's still possessing their bodies. I thought that was a really cool part too. Yeah, it was it was a very neat house. And then it, it felt like a like a haunted jazz club, you know. Right. 
dark, but kind of, I don't know, the sinister, but sexy vibe, you know? Yes, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. And the, the scare actors were very engaging, too, at least when we went. Like, they were, they were very into it. They were full on dancing mm -hmm. and, and just, like, really in character. I really like that house. But it ended up being seven on the list. Okay. Not because it was bad, though. That's what I'm saying is there are so many that were excellent. But mm -hmm. I think that one just moved lower for me because, yeah, strong competitors. It's just too many. Yeah. <laughs> I know. So the next one that we did, which I loved this one, was Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins. Yeah. See, this one landed on number seven on my list, but I also like really? it. Really? Yes. Okay. Wow. Okay. Explain. So this was more of a carnival house where you're you're kind of going through Dr. Oddfellow's uh, like what he's all about. Right. Like uh, he's kind of giving like showing you the the carnival of, of horrors. Um, great set pieces all around. Like I think just seeing all the different, you know, the contortionist, the bearded woman, uh, you know, people in the boxes with the swords and stuff. Um, I think I just for me, I, just, I think I may have seen that a lot in different Halloween Horror Night houses. Um, but I think adding that Dr. Oddfellow's like shine to it kind of gives it its own voice. Uh, I really mm -hmm. like like the black light room where like you don't really see his face, but you see all the edges and like where he's kind of like conjuring the, the story um, mm -hmm. was really neat. What did you think? I I loved it. Honestly, I had I was having fun the entire time. Like, I, I don't know, maybe I just like the creepy carnival, creepy circus aesthetic. Yeah. Um, it, but like you said, there were a lot of great set pieces. Every room was filled with props. And just like mm -hmm. if you got to sit in there and look at everything, I'm sure you could find so many little details, so many Easter eggs, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, there were some really cool scenes where kind of towards the end, you get to see him performing his magic and, and doing kind of the the witch doctor thing where he has all his potions behind him and yeah. he just looks so menacing and he's I don't, I don't know it's some really cool scenes in there and once again very engaging scare actors too that's what i really loved about it is like there were a lot of moments where you could like just kind of make eye contact with them and they'll be like your soul is mine yeah like you're getting that bond <laughs> Yeah, some really fun moments. Nothing was ever, nothing ever felt dull in there. Mm -hmm. It was all very oh, yeah. bright and, and everything was alive. I don't know. I just, I had fun. I love houses where you can just walk through and have fun. It's not like you're, you're waiting for a scare to pop out at you. It's right. Like you're enjoying every moment of it. And to be fair, I think that is one of those houses that I, I you know, I've only gone for the one time for our press night. And I definitely probably will make that my first house when I go back just to kind of really take it all in. Uh, yeah, I don't remember it as much as the other ones, but yeah, I want to give it a double take. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, some of them do take a, a second look to just admire all the details. So, yes, please do that. Yeah, and I think it also is the best use of Dr. Oddfellows within the entire park because they do use him a lot mm. through this year, you know, through the streets and, and the houses and the, the 
the tribute store, um, being the comic book store that, you know, he's doing stuff with. But I think mm-hmm. it um, I think that house, though, definitely hits the nail on the head for his best moments. I think so, too. And that was that was my number two on the whole ranking. Oh, nice. Yeah, it, it moved up a little bit, too, from the, the first time that we did our rankings. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a really fun house. But nice. yeah, so the next one was Universal Monsters Unmasked. Yeah, always excited for a new Universal Monster house. I know, me too. I It was actually, this one ended up being a lot lower on my list than I was expecting. Yeah. But only because I think I'm still stuck comparing it to the previous Monsters houses. Yeah, nothing can yeah. touch that Bride of Frankenstein house. It's uh, right. top oh, tier. God, just <laughs> <laughs> and I wish that we could have had that in the years after the pandemic too where they didn't have to wear the masks and the plexiglass kind of things you know i wish yeah. that we could have the full immersive experience with that house again that house incredible yeah it definitely deserves the bride of Ferguson house it definitely deserves it's like a like we've kind of revisited some of these older houses like yeti is kind of one that they've kind of come back to because it was just a room in another house from previous years that they said we need to really like dive into this one i think bride of Frankenstein deserves like just the immersion of like walking and you like look through like the crubbled hole and you see like footage from the the Bride of Frankenstein when the castle comes down Mm -hmm. Uh, and then you turn that corner and you see the castle all crumbled down on Frankenstein's monster and she's trying to lift up the thing and is screaming yeah it's oh my god it had really beautiful (laughs) scenes inside the laboratory and then you just were walking right in the middle of this battle between the the two monster women like I think it was one of Dracula's brides right that she was fighting yeah just some really beautiful moments this year's Universal Monsters it didn't feel like it had that kind of cohesion to it you know yeah so last year they did it wasn't it was like uh monsters unleashed and it was uh the mummy dracula and wolfman i believe mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like the same flavor right like you're taking the universal monsters but you're kind of like extreming them like they have vicious fangs and they're you know like in this house like you know it was the hunchback of notre dame uh, jekyll and hyde and um uh, the Invisible Man. The Invisible Man and Quasimodo from uh, Hunchback mm-hmm. of Notre Dame. So you're taking some of these universal monsters that kind of aren't as popular and you're kind of giving them like, you know, a facelift and, and making them more extreme and stuff. Um, and I think that was great for an idea for, you know, keeping it all in London and having gas lamps everywhere and little bits of rain as you go in and the, like the policeman's telling you to look out. There's some you know stuff going on in this in the city. Um so I can see, yeah, it's a lot of masks, you know, like, mm-hmm. but I think the, the, was it the, uh, Quasimodo coming down well, like all from the bell tower, oh, like he stretches yes. down and comes back. I think that was pretty neat. That was uh, an awesome moment. Yeah. 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 Some really awesome scenes and like the, the Jekyll and Hyde transformation where you see him pop out with all the green slime on his face. Yes. Really fun moments like that. Yeah. The, the costumes and the special effects were were excellent. I thought they were really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the the reason it kind of went lower on my list is because um, it didn't feel as detailed as the other houses this year. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel as immersive and like like in Oddfellows, you just see all these props scattered everywhere. In Blood Moon, you see just gore and and storytelling within like like woven into the set. You know. Yes. Um, this one. Monsters unmasked. It was it was fun. There were some beautiful like Paris scenes in there but i i don't know i think i was just expecting a little bit more of a a story being present sure yeah it just they're kind of throwing all those monsters at you in one uh, in one strip of paris Mm -hmm. city you know 
Um, yeah. There was a gag in there I really enjoyed that was, uh, it's an old Universal Howling Horror Nights gag where they um, they lay you on a bed and <laughs> half your body comes out. So that way the other lower half of you is, uh, you know, a dummy. And I think it was Dr. Mm-hmm. Jekyll um, or whenever, whenever he's Mr. Hyde, but he's grabbing your the spinal cord of it. So the yeah. girl's laying on her yeah. belly. Yeah. And she's just screaming and he's just wiggling and ripping that thing out. And I'm like, oh, my God, I always love oh, when they use that. So sick. Yeah. God, that's that, <laughs> that's like ingrained in my memory too. just the curve of the spine as he's peeling it out of her. Yeah. God. So, it, yeah, this one goes for like the gore, just like the scary moments. But yeah, the, the world building isn't really too much there. Mm-hmm. It still was great, though. Absolutely. It's still, <clears throat> that one landed at number four on my list. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, that was number eight for me actually. It okay. Was, it moved down quite a bit. I don't know the the original houses this year are really good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I don't know if it's. I've been trying to think about this because I always find myself judging the IP houses a lot harder sure. than the original houses, and I feel like it's because we have these expectations of like if we've seen these movies we have these anticipations of what's going to be in the house and if it doesn't meet exactly that it starts to feel a little bit more disappointing but i don't know if that's just a a bias you know sure no i think you're right i remember i felt the same way when i was going through like the walking dead houses for the first time because walking dead was like the thing that everybody was watching it was number one you know people loved it and uh Mm -hmm. you walk through like the store from like season one like that glenn's like going through and there's a helicopter through like the roof and stuff and i just thought that was so cool i was like oh my god they actually built a whole ass helicopter (laughs) inside the stuff so like it, it met those expectations like it was like you're in the show so um yeah for sure yeah i don't know but okay so the last one the last the last one (laughs) you know what i mean that was um the last of us yes and probably my most anticipated house of this year probably yours too right absolutely yeah and we got to meet neil Druckmann, who was uh was there at the media night yeah super sweet guy very nice and he just seemed so happy and, and stoked that people were going through his uh through his creation right? uh, i think yeah. they they said in the in the, the the press meeting in the beginning before we went in the houses that it just started as a tweet like mike mm-hmm. Iello just kind of put out there and was like you know like oh you know, i'm do, doing horror nights and it's so fun and he was like wouldn't it be cool to do a last of us house and you walk through that and mike just ran with that you know yeah and i'm so glad that it happened because it was a really like both the hollywood and the orlando last of us houses were excellent yes very very well done compared to the games it so yeah. how did you let's go through how you felt yeah so I, I first of all i want to say i really appreciate that it was based off the video game and not the television series not that there's anything wrong with the television series i love the show um mm. and i think it's just because it's a licensing thing and it's cheaper to get the the video game rights than the hbo television show rights right. but yeah. there's something about the video game that's just so perfect you know Troy Baker's voice acting and just, like it's I don't know I just I love that and I love that the like you could tell the Joels look like that Joel compared to just uh, mm-hmm. Pedro Pascal who I also love. Right. <laughs> um, but it's it, probably also easier to to look similar to a video game kind of animated style character right than trying to match an actual actor so I think it was a good decision. Absolutely yeah and you and nobody's faces were ever like super 
you know lit like you could just see kind of like the side profiles of joel kind of coming through and i i think that was the thing for orlando specifically like ellie would just kind of like come off to the sides and go come get me motherfucker bang and she'd leave <laughs> you know what i mean she's in yep. she's out um whereas i've seen from hollywood it seems like there's like a whole like back and forth dialogue about like the, the joke book and you're there like you're watching them oh, go through all yes. these scenes yeah, so that, that part actually is um, the facade of the house. So it's before you even get in there, mm. uh, there's like a little pre-show almost with the, their dialogue. And it it is really cute, yeah. I will say the Hollywood one, I think I enjoyed it a little more because, um, and, and we can get into this in a bit, the Orlando one didn't feel very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Hollywood one, I think so much suspense was created and the scares were around corners that you weren't expecting. And it felt like a very enclosed, claustrophobic area at some point where you just like, you're trapped in this room yeah. with the clickers and it's, it's very scary. So Hollywood oh, cool. did, just like, it just blew it out of the park for me. But the Orlando one was still like the the costumes were incredible it felt very immersive like you were in the set from the game mm-hmm. like they created an entire world in there i was very surprised by it honestly um but yeah it just it it didn't feel like there were very many clickers very many scary moments in the orlando one i don't know how you felt about that what do you think yeah same there was it seemed like you were the orlando one felt very much like uh one of the battle scenes right like you're in a an old abandoned warehouse and there's a lot of stuff everywhere and you're going around corners and there's just a lot of like random dudes and, and ladies with like pipes and stuff yelling at you mm-hmm. um yeah and you go through like the house and you see Joel up in the window or like shooting down and stuff, which was pretty cool. Um, but it just yeah. felt like a lot of that, right? Like a lot of just dark, dirty people yelling at you. And every now and then you'd get like a clicker, but it didn't really like, I don't know. It didn't. It just was like people in the costume. And then there, of course, there's the big boomer type uh, clicker guy that like rips the head off the body and everything, which also Blur, funny. Yeah, <laughs> I, I saw that your TikTok cut like the like. A warning <laughs> content warning and i was like what's wrong with this video and i was like i guess it has to be that right like yeah like some really gory creatures ripping off a head is maybe a little bit sensitive for sure some i guess but um guess. yeah it just it yeah so i mean great costumes i love that that let's just looking at that thing coming at you and stuff but yeah and then there's the one part where i still feel like and i haven't gone back again but there's a moment where joel and ellie have their backs turned and they're looking it, at just a blank dark wall and they're talking there's dialogue mm-hmm. i feel like that's supposed to be a video wall where it's the giraffe scene where like there's like the animals like in the city the overgrown city and they're like it's oh, that scene that okay. that exchange that they have with each other and it just wasn't working that day so you're hearing this dialogue and they're just looking <laughs> at nothing and i was like what is this oh i gotcha yeah i didn't even i didn't even really register that that's an interesting yeah i wonder if maybe they'll fix it later in the season yeah, because that was an expectation thing for me. I was like, if I hope at the end of the, this house, there's that moment where you see Joel and Ellie looking out into like the the land, and you see the giraffes, and I think that would be that's the, to me that's such an iconic moment from the game, oh, and it didn't happen, yeah. but I think it kind of happened. I'm not sure. <laughs> you'll have to, yeah, you'll have to go next time and, and tell us if it actually amounted to that because yes. that would be really interesting. That would be a really good detail to add. Yeah, mm-hmm. but there were some really really cute Joel and Ellie moments like I remember just smiling all the way through because I was like oh I love them yeah so uh, fans of the game are really gonna appreciate it as long as you don't go in like 
having these crazy expectations. You know, if you enjoy it for what it is, it's a great house. Yeah, yeah. Right. You might not think it's scary, but you'll still yeah. get it. If you play the games, you'll definitely get something. Or even if you just like the show, too, I think you'll get something out of it. Yeah. It's, so for that reason, it fell to number six for me. Mm -hmm. It was... It was just like the the middle of the tier for me. I think it. Yeah. It was, it was oh, still so good though. That's why I feel I felt so bad trying to rank these because I was like I can't put Last of Us at number six, can I? <laughs> it's just compared to everything. Everything was so good this year. Yeah. So where was it for you? Number six. Oh, okay, great. Mm -hmm. I think we felt yeah. the same way about it. You know, it's 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 still a great property and great house and stuff. But there's so many great houses this year. It was hard to. Mm -hmm. You know what, you should, um, I'm sure that like on YouTube and stuff, they have videos of the Hollywood house this year for The Last of Us. Uh -huh. You should definitely go and watch it and see what you think compared to it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, just like, I don't know how to explain it, but the scares were so good. It felt suspenseful. It felt like I, I could never tell where a clicker was going to pop out in the right. house. And that's the thing, you want the clickers to be terrifying, right? Like that's your yeah. main mean potatoes of, of The Last of Us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess my my only thing about the one in Orlando is I wish there were more clickers that were unexpected, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think there's one moment where there's a door where there's a bunch of them behind it. But all mm. I can really remember for, from that one. But yeah, I was kind of hoping for a, a swarm of them, you know, yes. like an entire horde running at you. That would have been terrifying. Absolutely. They did that for Walking Dead one year. I think it was like one of the returning years, but it was this cool gag where like there's a dark hallway, not that you're walking down, but you look down to your left and they they jumbled together all these walkers into like one big pile and it's on like a, a pulley system. So when you look down the hallway, it's just this like horde like swinging at you, but like coming mm. straight down and it has like a strobe light effect and it's so fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I would have loved that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, overall, I had such a great time. This year was an incredible year. It was. Overall, like you've been going since the beginning of the event. Yes. For since all time. So how does this year compare to everything else? It was great. So that that's the thing, right? Like, so I feel like streets lacked for me. Like overall, I feel like all five streets were like fine. But I think the houses were like 10 out of 10. Like I even the ones that like we were talking about, that were not that great. were still a lot of fun and super neat and scary. Um, so that's what you ultimately go to Halloween Horror Nights for is for the haunted houses. Right. So yeah. I, I still think they did a really good job, even if you like. There's been years where I've been like, OK, there's like four out of the houses I didn't really like compared to the other ones. But the there's these two streets that are just amazing, you know. So mm -hmm. if you're going to take all that quality out of the streets and put that in the houses, I'm not going to complain. You know what I mean? Like, True. yeah, I'm there for that. And you guys knocked it out of the park. So, you know, not everything can be a, a super amazing. But for what they're doing out there, that's it's is one of the best haunts in the nation. I agree. And I was thinking about that, too. I was like, am I really criticizing this event when every every single part of it is so immersive and, and they just they really go for it. They really invest not only money, but just time and passion into this. And you can really tell it shows. So there's no way I could ever ever think to criticize it, you know? Right. It's and it's a great event all it, around. And it's very tr it's very risky and very tricky for a uh, 
a big company like Universal, NBC Universal, to do stuff with gore and horror and really land it because, mm-hmm. you know, people, you know, people get offended and everyone's sensitive these days. And, you know, it's for them to just to lay into it and say, no, this is the premiere event for for horror fans all around, you know, and it, I'm yeah. so glad it's there. It happens, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've been stepping up the gore recently, too, especially in Hollywood. Hollywood was so gory this year. Yes. Like, it it was very exciting to see. Even in the... Yeah, uh, another, Vam- another win. Yes. Win. Vamp 69, everybody's carrying around severed heads and licking out the the bottom <laughs> neck holes and, like, all the tendrils are sticking out and stuff. And it's just like, they're not softening up at all. Like, this yeah, is hardcore. It's just in the middle of the street, too. Right, yeah. everybody to see. Yeah. So I think overall, like, excellent, excellent job this year. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was a great time. And you, I didn't get a chance to do the show. You said you saw the show? Mm. Yes. Nightmare Fuel. Yes. Um, So, yeah, I have some mixed feelings about it because I loved the original one the first year they did it. Uh I had so much fun with that one. Um, But I think ever since that one, they've been kind of trying to one-up themselves with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, it does feel kind of like the same show still. So if you've seen previous Nightmare Fuels, I, I would say that you might be able to skip this year's yeah. in favor of other things. Like if you have higher priority stuff on your list. Not, right. It's not something that you definitely need to see. But if you've never seen Nightmare Fuel before, it's worth going to. You know? Okay. Is it still the guy sleeping in bed? They've changed it up, actually. Oh. Um, so they've kind of done a uh, a girl boss moment this year where she it's it's a woman now who's in bed and having these nightmares but she's like you know what i'm not going to be a victim to my nightmares i'm going to conquer them and oh, okay. so she goes through the the nightmare fuel plot with like the nightmare queen and everything and and spoiler warning for the next few seconds mm-hmm. she kind of um she kind of has this moment where she's like, you know what? I want to be the Nightmare Queen. And she she stabs the Nightmare Queen and kills her. And then she gets into that whole, like, the the leather and the straps kind of get up. Yeah. She's the new she's the new queen. And uh-huh. it's a little triumphant moment at the end. But, yeah, it was, it was fun. But it was definitely still very similar to the previous years. And it, it's not something that you definitely need to watch if you've already seen the other ones. Gotcha. Nice. But yeah, so overall this year, like, man, it was it's been a great time. Are you going back at all? Oh, yes, I'm, I'm definitely going back at least later in the season. I love starting it out like at the, the opening night and then seeing it later in the season to see what's all changed, because inevitably, like certain tricks don't work and they have to find innovative ways to to change up the houses in that way. So I'm excited to see the evolution how it evolves. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Same here. I know uh, I was I we went the the beginning of September and I feel like I haven't gone back at all. And it's just like I'm gonna go back in October. And I wonder if it's gonna feel like a completely different haunt, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because well, I don't know if you remember last year, the bug house, how they had kind of an issue with one of the the, the tricks for the scare actor who was uh, getting eaten by that giant cockroach. Yeah. Uh huh. Remember that? Yes. And so they, they used at the beginning, they had him kind of on one of those tables where half his body was underneath and, and the scare actor was like being eaten alive but i think it it got too uncomfortable for the actors or it was kind of creating potential for injuries so they had to change that up and it was a mannequin by the end of the season oh wow actual scare actor and so uh, yeah it kind of it kind of detracted from that moment because like 
obviously with a scare actor, he's screaming and, and moving around and it's a really scary scene and then just having a mannequin being eaten alive isn't as effective. Right. They're just like, we have the set giant set piece. We can't just not have somebody there. So we're just going to stick right. a dummy in there for the last or the end of the run. Yeah. So I'm curious to see if anything like that happens this year where they have to kind of adapt the the set pieces to some changes being made. I don't know. I'm always curious. For sure. Yeah. I'm hoping that they release more candles this year. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> we love our candles. I have one burning right now. I think uh, you said you do, too. Right? I do, too. Yes. I have my my Howlin' Horror Nights scented candle. I guess the overall universal smell. Oh, OK. What about your what is, was my, yours? My dark cider spells on right now. Ooh, what's on? What's the yeah. label on that one? That one, uh, I don't know if it's from a house, but it's a uh, very like apple cinnamon kind of Ooh. witchy smell. I love that. Very, very good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, more candles, please. Universal, if you're listening. Yeah, more right. Candles, please. <laughs> we saw that that label when we were leaving for like the magnets. We're like this, you know, this week's magnet is this one. We're releasing mm. this one. Oh, they, they should do a weekly candle. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Get on it, Universal. <laughs> cool. Yeah, overall, I had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. This, Thank you this, for inviting me out. That was a that was a great time. Of course, yeah. I knew you were, you would wanted to come back, so I was very happy to have you aboard, and I, I knew you wanted to talk about it afterwards. And so I'm glad we got the chance to sit down and do this. Yeah, me too. This was fun. We'll have to hit it up another time whenever you come back. I would love to come and do the Hollywood one one time, possibly next year. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Watch some videos online for now, and and tell me what you think, because really, really good this year. We'll do. All right, Kira. Thank you for joining in an episode right. of Everyday's Halloween. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. I love discussing this. So, anytime. Absolutely. Yeah. More haunt reviews to come. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'll be back next week with uh, some more reviews on movies and and Halloween going ons and uh, yeah. So, until then, stay scary. Stay scary. <laughs>